Hello, Stellar Women. As we head into Relativity Fest season, I wanted to bring Erin Koop onto the podcast. She has her own business, Authentically EC, which is all about finding your authentic self, which I think is so important for us to bring to Relativity Fest. So sit back, relax, and learn how to show up as you at Relativity Fest. Hey, Erin, welcome to the pod. Thank you, Blair. So happy to be here. So good to have you. I feel like this has been like almost a year in the making. Yes. Yeah. So Erin, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I love this question. <laughs> Who doesn't like to talk about themselves? No. Um, well, y- you gave a little bit of an intro on sort of where I am now. So probably a, a better way to go about this is for me to start with um, where I came from, right? And, and who I really am. So going back way to childhood, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I um, unfortunately had a, a terminally ill father. He fell ill when I was five years old. Uh, so really grew up in kind of a traumatic environment, you know, financially and and a lot of stress in the home. But ultimately, that was like a huge driver of, of the person that I've become. Uh, I put myself through college. I moved to New York City. I worked on Wall Street, uh, really sort of lost myself there, which I know we're going to touch on more. But i I've become this woman that is um, much more of a, a version of who I want to be and who I know that I could be. I love the business that I've built because it is an extension of my DNA, literally. Um, and everyone that knows me knows that that's true. I am married to a wonderful heart-centered man, and I've known him for 16 years. I've got two kids, uh, live in the Chicago area. And um yeah, I mean, my corporate background was definitely a, a big part of my journey too, and and being more whole and authentic. And I'm excited to share more with everybody here. Yeah, so I know that no one can see Erin. Um, I'm sure you can feel the energy of her voice, but when Erin walks into a room, it's an energy of um, self-assuredness. There's a just like I'm immediately calm. It's like as if I've taken like an EC pill. Um, where I'm like, oh, everything's going to work out. But I know that you weren't always like that. So can you give us a little bit of of background of what brought you to your kind of aha, things need to change moment? Oh, absolutely. Um, So, you know, a lot of my uh, my 20s on Wall Street were, you know, first of all, in a time where this is like the early 2000s up until, gosh, I resigned from that at 20, in 2011. Wow. Um, so a lot of that time was about, you know, high stress environment and really dealing with a culture of um, FaceTime, but that was not an app. It was like, you're at your desk 14 <laughs> hours a day. Right. And, uh, and sort of how that ate away at me over time was was really uh, detrimental to my psychology and to my physiology. And that was a big driver in me finding mindfulness because when I resigned from uh, from that industry, not just from that company, it was that industry, mm-hmm. uh, that is where I found a book called The Buddha Walks Into a Bar, which, I mean, also back then I went into Barnes & Noble and was like, what do I want to read? <laughs> This sounds good. Oh my gosh, um, rip Barnes and Noble. You right? can't find one. Seriously. Uh, but this book with, with a bright red cover jumped out at me. And that was my intro or my entree into mindfulness. And so that was many years ago. And over time, what I realized is that I was so drawn to a lot of what mindfulness has to share with us because I sort of knew on a deep level that I could live my life differently that I could feel differently in my own skin every single day. 
that I could feel differently in my own mind every day. And it was this new awareness that I was building that was like, yes, this is the way forward for me, right? Mm-hmm. So fast forward several years, I uh, about I would say six years ago now, I had two kids and I was working 50 hours a week for a Fortune 200 company. And I was just living the life of kind of running myself to the ground, right? Everything and everyone at the expense of me. Which I feel like a lot of, pe- a lot of women, especially in this industry, can relate to. Absolutely. Always saying yes, like always putting others first. Right. And thinking that it's it's basically like what we have to do in order to be validated mm-hmm. and to be accepted and ultimately to feel like we're, you know, that we're like winning or that we're achieving something in life. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I was so resentful. And that resentment was was something that affected me in every area of my life. And it was that awareness that was my wake-up call. I realized I've got to look myself in the mirror and I've got to take responsibility personally for what it is that I'm putting out into the world, what it is that I'm feeling internally and how I go about moving forward in my life because that was not serving me or anyone around me. And that's really where this journey for me with mindfulness and all the things that I teach and being authentic really started. And yeah, you 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 hit the nail on the head there with like authenticity, because mm-hmm. I I feel like at least I and I know that you know through my conversations with people in the industry, and in and in this industry where it's super fast paced, e discovery is you know the the industry that never sleeps or the sun never sets, but that's not good for us. So it's like I feel like I've had to almost put an armor on of like I'm a corporate woman. I am always on my computer. I'm always available. Slack me, text me, whatever you need, I'm there. And that's just, it's not sustainable. And it's also not who I am authentically. Like I, you know, I'm not a ball buster, if you will. So how do you find your, how do you balance like being your authentic self at work? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that being authentic at work is, um, as one uh, former client had said to me, if I'm a jerk and I just show up as a jerk, that's being authentic, right? And I'm like, no, that's actually furthest from the truth. So people might think that being authentic at work is just displaying every emotion that you might might be having or sharing kind of all your dirty laundry with everybody so that everyone knows everything about you. And like, that's being authentic. And that is not what it is. Being authentic is truly a way of being where you're intentional in what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, how you're showing up for you. And then you bring that to others. And when you're more authentic, you truly are more whole. Physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually, you are grounded. You have an awareness about you. You have a confidence about you where you're okay being you Mm -hmm. in any moment of your day. No matter who you're with, no matter what meeting you're going into, if you're pitching business or it's just an internal one-on-one, you don't allow everything around you to drive your behavior. You Mm -hmm. drive your behavior. You authentically, from within, behave as the you that you know you are, not what your mind might be telling you that you need to be because of expectations or what you think someone's expectations are, right? Mm -hmm. And I did wear that mask for a long time, you know, the proverbial mask, because for me, I always thought, especially on Wall Street, oh gosh, there's someone that I'm supposed to behave like. Oh yeah, look around, it's all these people. 
I'm supposed to behave like someone that is an Ivy Leaguer, but I wasn't an Ivy, Le- Ivy Leaguer, right? Or I'm supposed to behave like one of the 650 men that are on the trading floor because that's just what, that's how people dress. That's what people say. That's what people do. But that wasn't me. And honestly, making myself someone I wasn't every single day was killing my soul. It was draining my energy. Well, you were having physical reactions, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Fainting in elevators. I mean, unexplained rashes. I think I told you that. Like, <laughs> yes. There were all these crazy things happening that just should not have been happening to someone my age at that time. Right. And something that you... You, I, I don't know if you actually said the word imposter, but I'm, I'm hearing a lot about like imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it's something that a lot of women face in the workplace, even if they are an Ivy Leaguer, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to put on this mask, it's like sometimes it's hard to even find what I authentically want mm-hmm. because I'm so used to feeding in to my ego. Well, I, I should say yes, even though I don't have any bandwidth. I need to make it work because that's how I show who I who I am is by doing more work. By you know, like I hear a lot of moms like I put my my kids first because that's what moms do. But at the end of the day, you kind of sit with yourself and you're like, who am I actually authentically with if I'm not just saying yes to appease or yes to people please? Right. What were some of the things you did to find your authentic self? Yeah. So for one, um, I started to work on me. And, you know, I know people think like, well, how do I start? What, what do I do? You've got to start somewhere, right? Like, the, you know that saying that you can't be great until you get started, but you have to get started to be great? Like, that is true with anything, right? So for me, when it came to being comfortable in my own skin, being consistent in how I showed up, and being more whole, started with intentionality, I had to be intentional in how I was showing up for me. So, I mean, point blank, one of the first things I did, literally about six years ago, one of the very first things I did, I started to give up Netflix and wine. Because guess what? I didn't, it's not that I didn't watch Netflix anymore, but I used to have this routine where I would have a glass of wine, and maybe that was at 5, 5.30 in the evening, right? Like nanny left, my kids are so young, I get them to bed at 7, and then I'd have another glass and I'd sit down on the couch and watch Netflix. Like that was my, that was my time to kind of zone out and not feel what I really needed to be looking at. Now, I still did the Netflix and wine. I didn't go cold turkey. You know, this wasn't yeah. like a, I really need to not drink. However, what I did with that time instead was what, where the changes came. Instead, I was journaling. Instead, I was meditating. Instead, I was reading. And with all of those practices came new levels of awareness, came new tools that I could start to practice, came new insights that really planted seeds within me that were helping me grow and shift towards what I wanted to be and what I knew I could be rather than what society was telling me I needed to be, right? Mm -hmm. And so over time, what allowed me, I think, to be most authentic is letting go of what other people think and letting go of what my mind tells me they're thinking. Mm. You know, we create these fictional stories and I was the queen of that. Like I was, I always say, I'm like a recovering self-sabotage addict because I would tell myself all these stories about what every single person around me is saying about me or thinks about me or wants from me. And those stories were deadening, right? I no one can see me because podcast is not a visual medium, as we all know. But yeah. I am lifting my hand up as if I'm praising because it's yes, like the narratives that we create 
feels so real, but the moment you burst the bubble and like you can be stressed about something for days and be like, I know they're going to react this way. I've spent days on an email. I've been scared to press send. And then 30 seconds later, sounds good. Right. How much energy and time and space did I waste? And you know what's funny about that is that people can sense energy. I mean, it's like, call it a sixth sense. Like we have the ability. We can't see energy. We feel it. Mm -hmm. We experience it, right? Absolutely. So all of these experiences we have with other people where we can be so contrived in our minds and we can prepare for three days for the one meeting that we think is going to go a certain way. And so we have 15 things that we want to say to get our point across or to defend ourselves and protect ourselves from whatever fear is living in our mind about that meeting. And meanwhile, we might show up in that meeting and it's the person either senses our energy and senses how tense we are. And they're like, no, this is not good for me. And so therefore, here's how this is going to go. And they're going to put you in your place. Or it's going to go a totally different way. And you just stressed yourself out and created all this anxiety for several days for no reason, right? Like there is this ability in how we communicate and how we, you know, obviously there's there's verbal communication and there's um, physical communication, but there's way more than that at play. And when you're creating stories in your head and you have an agenda, like people are going to know that. They're going to feel that. Absolutely. And you said something about energy is like, before you even say something, people pick up on the energy. Kind of like I was talking about Erin's energy when she walks into a room. A lot of the times when people go to like big conferences, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, there's a happy hour. Okay. My company only sent me. I don't have an anchor. Who do I talk to? That nervous energy, you know, creates and is kind of exuding. How do like, what are some tips you have if you're walking into something like that to, to get that positive energy ra- radiating and, like, to center yourself? Yeah. So I think, for one, I'd like to demystify, like, the nervous energy because, mm. you know, for a living, I speak in front of groups large and small. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I lead people through journeys that are very inward focused and it can be a scary place for people. And so the work that I do is always putting me out of my comfort zone. Every single time I walk into a room and I'm about to present, I have nervous energy. I feel the nerves just literally beaming through me. And they are, honestly, I kind of picture them as like little beams of light. Like they're like lit up, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a bad thing. If you're not nervous, then you're in a comfort zone. So imagine yourself at that conference and all you're doing is you're taking one step forward out of your comfort zone. And out of your comfort zone is where the learning zone is. That is where you can be a magnet for what you're trying to attract, the people that you want to talk to. That is where you can imagine yourself, okay, I am now literally this beam of light because I've got all this energy running through me and I am going to talk to people I want to talk to. If I get into a conversation and maybe it's not uplifting or it's a little, you know, maybe the energy isn't there between me and another person. Just close that conversation and go talk to somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. But try to tell yourself that those nerves are serving you. Those nerves are not a bad thing. They're just a sign that, hey, you're stepping out of a comfort zone. It's all good. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. You're going to be fine. All the growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, And you said you want to be a magnet, and I love that because people do gravitate towards authenticity, 
people can sense when someone's faking, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's probably the number one thing is just to be yourself. I mean, literally what you don't need to do is put on display like every thought you have about what every person says, you know, <laughs> like, like keep the conversations, you know, you can keep them professional and personal, but you don't need to have 15 opinions mm-hmm. about everybody. Like, you know, save that kind of stuff for like, you know, your communities and your organizations and places that are where there's some psychological safety. When you're in a group of a bunch of unknowns, just share a little bit about what you do. Share a little bit about who you are, right? And it doesn't have to be, oh, hi, I'm Aaron and I run a business called Authentically EC. It's like, there's more to me, right? Oh, hi, I'm Aaron, and I um, I also used to be in corporate, but I ended up launching my own company a few years ago. I'm really driven by uh, enriching my own mindset, and that has has allowed me to bring this to other people, and this is a part of who I am. This is my passion. Like, just being you and expressing you mm-hmm. without being in your head about what should I say next, yes. and what are they going to think if I say it, and oh, maybe I should ask this question. Like, you don't have to be a certain way. Just be you. Be present. Hmm. And being present is the best present yeah. you can give to someone. So true. <laughs> um, but yeah, that presence at, at you know, these big conferences and where we're, we're making all of these connections is, is really important, which is why I'm so excited. Um, you were a hit at the Stellar Women Lunch and Learn last year, building your own brand as well as all of our other panelists. But as I've gotten to know you more and your teachings... I was like, we got to bring this. We got to bring this main stage. Like, it's got to be a seminar. So you're actually hosting a workshop for our Stellar Roman community at Relativity Fest, which is standing in your truth. Can you give us a, a little teaser preview? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I cannot be more excited to to be with everybody that day. Um, you know, this will be a, a workshop on um, our sense of self, right? Like, if we don't have a strong sense of self, then it is really hard to be present. It is really hard to know authentically who we are and to show up as we are and not be like we were talking about earlier, you know, creating all these stories in our heads or, or you know, wearing that proverbial mask. And so a lot of this, um, this workshop will be around uh, skill sets in self-awareness and in understanding and managing your own energy. Um, and a lot of little hacks and tips and tools on how to connect inward and, and authentically know, you know, who you truly are underneath all this other mental stuff that we have going on in our own heads. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the women in our community can really, and I know I can, is losing your sense of self when you're bogged down by so many different roles, responsibilities, the things I have to do, the things I need to do. Um, so I'm super excited to see how that manifests and how you can shift our our mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset in Me this too. way. Yeah. yeah. And then Erin, where can people find out more about you? Sure. So my website is erincoop.com. And so that's E-R-I-N-C-O-U-P-E.com. You can find me on LinkedIn under the same name, Erin Coop, and also on Instagram, AuthenticallyEC. I also have to do a plug for Erin, which is her book. I, when I saw that it was launching, I was like, add to cart, purchase immediately, Apple Pay. I don't even need to put in my credit card. But I took that book on like a spa day that I I had. And y'all, I have filled up 13 pages of journaling in like the first chapter. So this, this book will really take you on a journey. And it's just such a good workshop workbook for you to get through. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely a labor of love and I've I've had a lot of fun with it. 
Well, Erin, thanks so much for being on Stellar Women. You yourself are, are such a stellar woman and a shining example of what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stellar Women, for listening, and we'll see you at Relativity Fest. Thanks.